Hi, this is Steve Cuden, and I encourage everyone out there to listen to the Follow Your Dream podcast with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast with listeners in 200 countries now. I'm Robert Miller, your host. My guest today is Andrea Osfart, the award-winning Hungarian-born actress, film producer, and fashion model, a true triple threat lady. As an actress, Andrea has over 50 film credits opposite stars like Robert Redford, Clive Owen, Bruno Ganz, and J.K. Simmons. As a producer, she has made feature films that were sold to Netflix and HBO. And as a fashion model, she appeared on so many magazine covers for Cosmopolitan, Glamour, Marie Claire, and In Style, just to name a few. And as you know, I like to feature a song of mine in every episode of the podcast. And I always try to make the song relevant somehow to my guest or the subject matter. And in this instance, I've chosen the song Free from the PGS Experience album by my band Project Grand Slam. It's my reimagined version of the song by the band Fish. Well, why did I choose this? Andrea was born in Hungary when it was communist and a closed society, the opposite of free. But now she's free, just like the song. So I thought it fit. So Andrea Osfart, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Oh, thank you, Robert. That was wonderful. Thank you for the great introduction. I'm flattered. Well, you deserve it. You've done so much in your life, and it's so nice to have you on the show. So you're in Hungary right now as we speak, correct? Yes, I am in Budapest. All right. Well, I told you before we started that I was there about 10 years ago. But tell us a little bit, what's Hungary like these days? Well, of course, we are a little bit in, in, influenced by this current war situation because we are neighbors with Ukraine. So there is a lot of concerns going on about that. As a matter of fact, I used to live in Rome, in Italy, and also in LA, in the States, but I chose Budapest and I returned to my home country because I think this is the most beautiful city and it's just livable and lovable. That's how I call it because it's just the right dimensions. It's two and a half million people living here. Budapest is divided in two parts, Buda and Pest, and the river Danube is in the middle, which is a huge river. Uh, you've been here, so you know. So I think it's just spectacular to live here. Well, you know, when I was there, it was beautiful. I totally agree. I didn't know before I went that it was Buda and Pest that came together to, be, to form Budapest, but I knew that, and some people might not know that, but it is a beautiful city. Got great food. I remember the food there was super. I'm assuming it's still just as good. <laughs> it's quite heavy food, but yeah, it's very good. Well, you know what? You and I, we corresponded before this, and I said, let's have some fun here. I like to do different things every once in a while on the podcast. 
And I said, okay, I'm going to have somebody from Hungary on the show. Not too many people probably in this country know Hungary that well. And they certainly probably don't know all the famous people that came out of Hungary. So I said to Andrea, let's do a little game here where we'll each come up with like three or four or five different Hungarian born people. And we'll kind of say it out loud and we'll kind of talk about them a little bit. So I have a first one that I, I'll start off with. Okay. Yeah. And that's Harry Houdini. Right. The famous magician and escape artist. Okay. Who was like world famous in his day. He did these tricks where he was locked in a cube underneath water for 10 minutes and somehow he got out of it. He became the, you know, the, the basis for all the modern magicians and escape artists. And he was a huge, huge celebrity in this country, I'm sure around the world as well. But he was born and raised in Hungary. Exactly. Wow. One of the biggest names of Hungary. Exactly. Okay, you go next. Who's your first? I would call Erne Rubik, who invented the Rubik Cube. I'm sure everybody knows the Rubik Cube and its derivatives and, and all the, the other plays and games that he invented. He just actually now published his book. So do you know uh, the Rubik Cube? Yes. I mean, have you ever done it? Have you, have you been able to uh, solve the Rubik's Cube? No, I was never able to do it, actually. Most people were not. <laughs> I'm amazed when I see people who can do it. You know, I think like the world's record is something like 10 seconds or something crazy like that. I've heard something like three seconds and I've seen people like throwing the Rubik's cubes in the air and just solving them that way. It's, I, I don't That's know. Insane, those huh? are, <laughs> yeah, those are not human for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. They're not human at all. Okay. My next one. I chose Monica Seles, the tennis player. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you so much, the tennis player. That's right. And I like tennis a lot. I play a fair amount myself. Monica Seles was a wonderful tennis player. And you may know, and people listening may know, that she had this terrible incident that happened to her right when she yeah. was at the top of her career. Some yeah. crazy man came out of the stands with a knife stabbed her in the back in the middle of a match and it took her out of the game for at least a year or so and I, I don't think she ever came back from that at the same level it was a tragic incident of course because she was absolutely at the top of the game at that time yes and the tragedy is that physically she recovered but emotionally I think she never did. And I remember her uh, talking about this years after and, and she said that she still has fear uh, of something similar that could happen to her. And she still has uh, nightmares and memories like flashbacks of, of that moment. I can imagine, horrible moment. Okay, that was my second. Who's your second? What about Tony Curtis? Oh, I like that. All right, tell us why. <laughs> well, Tony Curtis was born in Hungary, and not many people know that he had Hungarian origins. And actually, his last name, Curtis, comes from the Hungarian word Kertis, which means gardener. Okay. Was that his, his family's background as gardeners or something? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It, <laughs> it's just... 
uh, a profession probably that um, th that's how they were named. I see. Okay, very, very good. Okay, my third one. I try to get interesting ones in here. Johnny Weissmuller. Oh. Okay, who played Tarzan in the movies. The actor. That's uh, right. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I th always thought he was from Austria, which is a neighbor country. Us, but no. maybe you're right. The book I, I read it in said he was Hungarian, so I'm going to stick with that one. <laughs> okay. okay. Right, let's hope I'm right. Okay. All right. Tell me your third. So I go with Laszlo Biro, who, whose name is actually more famous in Italy than in Hungary. He, he was the guy who invented the ballpoint pen. Oh. How about that? That's very interesting. See, I was there was Marcel Bick that invented the book, but he probably invented the big pen, not necessarily <laughs> the boy, ballpoint pen. Okay. Oh my God. Well, uh, you can find this on Wikipedia and, and everywhere. So we're very, very, very proud of him inventing the ballpoint pen. And the story says that the way he invented it was uh, that they were playing uh, soccer in, in the rain. And he actually noticed that the ball was leaving a mark on the field because it was raining. So that's when, that was the moment when he stopped thinking and, and started to think about how he could use this idea that the ball is writing. Aha, uh -huh. that's, that's mm -hmm. where he got the ballpoint pen. Very good, okay, I like this. It's very educational as well as entertaining. All right, that was fun to do that with you. Okay, I haven't done that one before. So let's start a little bit with your background. You started out as a fashion model and you evolved into an actress, but you were a very successful fashion model. Why didn't you want to stick with that? I was bored. Uh, honestly, after eight years of modeling, I thought um, I was not using my creativity. You know, other people around me, the photographer, the stylist, the makeup artist, everybody was creative except me. At least that's how I felt. So I started to do TV commercials first, and I was like often cast for TV commercials. And that's how I realized I want to do more motion picture. And I was really lucky at the beginning because I was like barely 20 years old when Tony Scott was shooting his movie Spy Game in Budapest. And from one day to the next, I was cast opposite Robert Redford and Brad Pitt to play a little part in the movie Spy Game. So, so that's how I started acting. All right, so how did that happen? Okay, you're a fashion model, you're doing some commercials, all of a sudden you're opposite Robert Redford. There had to be a story there. Well, uh, I, I, I participated at a casting, so I, I was auditioning uh, a lot. And uh, I did the audition maybe a few weeks before that happened. And, um, and one night my phone rang and it was like 7 p.m. And this Hungarian casting director asked me, are you available tomorrow? And I asked, what for? And he said, well, you, should, you have a scene to shoot with Brad Pitt. And I said, well, okay, I'm available <laughs> then. So that's that's how it happened. It, you know, I worked for it because I auditioned for it, but, but everything just happened so fast that it was incredible that if I wasn't available, if, if I wasn't in Budapest that day, somebody else would have done it. You would have gone to the next name or something like that. 
Yeah, it's always the right place and the right time and the right break, and you got it. And I don't believe in luck, but but somehow I I I'm more I believe more in like merit, like because I went on the audition, I was pre I was prepared and um, I had the right attitude, and I went there with uh, my integrity and. Um, and goodwill, and I still believe in this, that, that I had a higher purpose. To, when I go to auditions, I, I always set myself a higher purpose for why I want to do this and what for, and, and that usually works. Good for you. I mean, so many times you read or hear about actors and actresses that go on these auditions, they're like cattle calls, you know, it's a hundred different people that they've called in. And each one gets five minutes and, you know, you never know where you stand and all of that. I'm sure you went through the mill with stuff of that sort. Am I correct? Yes, yes. I lived in L.A., as I said, for three years and it was quite um, draining, to be honest, to sit uh, on these casting floors with all these gorgeous, beautiful women <laughs> on the same casting floor and that's um you know competition is is um is something that can undermine your self-esteem pretty soon i am very competitive but still in la it's extremely competitive oh i can imagine all right so you're with brad pitt the next day and was redford on set as well what was that like um, Redford came another day. I had two days of shoot, and the scene with Red, with Robert Redford happened uh, in London, actually. So they flew me out of Hungary to to play the scene with Robert Redford, and um, still, it I think it set my career because, you know, uh, I barely spoke English at that time, and I just memorized a few polite lines just to be able to have a small talk with him and just to be able to say I'm very, very honored to work with you and things like that but we were able to communicate on a basic level and I remember him telling me that it's not enough to be pretty in this business in this industry but you have to go to an acting school and you have to study. You had not done that before? Uh, I did. I went to I went to a course here in Budapest, which was like a weekend uh, acting school. And but after that, I moved to Italy and uh, and I attended a year of of uh, international acting school. Okay, so you got the acting bug and you went into it full force. And tell us what happened after your first movie there with Brad Pitt and Robert Redford. Well, that was a nice beginning. And then I was cast in a 10 episode TV series in Hungary, which is still the biggest flop ever in the Hungarian <laughs> film history. So, right. Well, wait a minute. You did 10 episodes, you said. Yes, we did 10 episodes. It was pre-recorded. Uh, but it was it was a flop. And, uh, you know, pretty soon I learned that this business is such a roller coaster and there is so many things out of my control and the audience reaction or, or the audience opinion of a product or us is not something that I can really control. But at that time, I was so young, I didn't know all this and I wasn't that this wise. So I kind of escaped and I ran away from bad criticism because I thought this is, 
this is my shame. And, and I went to Italy and I said to myself and the people around me that I will become an actress and I will prove myself somewhere else and I will come back and prove you that I am an actress and I'm able to act. And I did it. So you thought that they canceled it because of you? Did you feel that you were responsible somehow for that? No, not really. But, you know, the whole concept was like beautiful people, beautiful and young people uh, were something like a Meryl's Place, a Hungarian version of Meryl's Place. And it was probably not well written and 10 episodes were shot and it just got discontinued simply. Well, you know what? 10 episodes is still a lot. There's not that many people that make it onto television in the first place. So mm -hmm. good for you. That worked out. And it sent you on to the next stage of your career, right? Yes, it, it made me very determined of what I wanted to do. And this willpower that I had, that I, I used to tell myself, nobody can stop me. And this will not stop me. And I'm not going to allow anybody to stop me following my dream. Good for you. Good for you. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller. My new single, All of the Time, is a playful, whimsical love song. It's light and airy and exudes the happiness and joy of being in love. The reviewers love it, too. Melody Maker has given it five stars and calls it pure bliss, an intimate sound with abundant melodic riches. Pop Icon also gave it five stars and called it ecstasy. You can stream all of the time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or any of the other streaming platforms. The links are in the show notes to this episode, and you can download it from the pgsstore.com. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast and give us a nice review too, if you're so inclined. You can do all of that and check out all of our episodes by visiting our website at followyourdreampodcast.com. I want to thank you for listening and keep on rocking. All right, so you went to Italy and somewhere along the, the way you were in the, the United States as well. So tell us about that part of your life. I went to Italy in 2003, and after five years, I got my first big leading part in, a, in an Italian production. And uh, during those five years, I was really working hard, like going to all the castings and attending workshops and acting classes and, you know, uh, social gatherings, screenings, any networking event I could attend, I did. And after five years, I finally got skyrocketed and I booked leading, I started to book leading parts. You know, I was acting in Italian in a foreign language. So my career there started as a the foreign actress with an accent. I used to play the Polish refugee or the Russian prostitute or things like this, some Eastern European parts. But then I slowly started to lose my accent and, uh, and became known. Uh, but still, after six years in Italy, I wanted more. 
And uh, since I was still working a lot on my English, I thought uh, it is the right time to, to jump and try. And I went to LA because I thought I'm good enough to, for the inter international market as well. You know, what your story there, five years that you're studying and auditioning, and then you finally got your break in Italy. That's such a common story in the entertainment business. You know, people think of everybody as kind of an overnight success. And it's so rarely the case that people become an overnight success. You have to put in your dues. And whether it's acting or music or dance or whatever it is, you have to be able to deal with the rejection and you have to be able to deal with the fact that you're not, you know, in uh, up as a star in lights immediately. That's very hard for some people, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, of, uh, have you heard of the 10,000 hour rule? Yes, I have. I have. But go ahead. Tell us about that. And we all did that, I think. And and this is what helps other people as well to to help them make um, you know become self-confident in something because once you spend 10,000 hours doing something seriously that's where you can actually feel the self-confidence that you know what you're doing you you know your shit if i can say so so in acting and in in the film industry i counted everything within this 10,000 hours the acting schools the auditions commuting to the auditions watching movies sleeping well before auditions, going to my estheticians to make make myself look good, working on my style, researching the castings, reading the acting books. So everything counted in it. And this is how I think within five years, I got to the point when the universe sent me the message and, and decided that, okay, now you deserve it. God said, okay, she put in her time. So now this is the time for Andrea. But it's true. I mean, you, you're either going to spend the time and come out of it on the other end with some level of success, or you're going to give up. And maybe it wasn't for you, whatever it might have been. And that's okay, too. Uh, my feeling is always you, you, you need in life to give it your best shot. If this is your dream, if this is what your passion is, if this is what drives you, take your best shot. You never want to look back and say, gee, I wish I had done such and such. Would you agree with that? You know what? Ever since I was six years old, I don't know how and why, but I knew that I would become an actress. And still today, I consider myself an actress. You introduced me as a model and producer and whatever, and I'm also coaching actors now, but I will always be an actress. This is who I am. And uh, I'm, I feel so blessed that I, I knew so early, uh, early on that this is what I wanted to do. And this is what I like to do. And this is what I have fulfillment with. And it's so difficult to help out actors because I sometimes coach actors, as I said, when they feel discouraged or when they're, they're going through this transi transitioning times or bad periods or after a rejection, that they have to know deep inside within themselves if this is really what they are, are born to do and, and meant to do. Because if not, you probably won't succeed and you won't be able to survive these moments. Only if you're 100% sure inside of you that this is you and this is what you are born to do, 
then you will have the strength and the willpower to live through those moments and and you will make it you're absolutely right about that you have to have that intestinal fortitude you have to be able to deal with rejection because it happens all over the place and uh you know, if if you've got it in you, and if the if luck breaks your way, hopefully you're going to become a star. I think it's a decision. I I started to think recently that this is a decision that one has to make inside, like disregard all the discouraging voices in and out of your head. You just go for it, and you decide if if you want to stick around. And, and let other people discourage you or hand them the power over you or not. Yes. Well, congratulations that you've been able to get through all of that and come out the other end. So tell us what is in the future for Andrea Osvart? Yes, thanks for asking. I recently shot a six episode series for Amazon Prime. So I'm looking forward to the release, which is going to happen in early 2023. Great. What is it called? It's called The Therapy. Okay. And hopefully this one will not be canceled. Okay. No, 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 absolutely not. It's going to be really marvelous. It's very exciting. And it's based on a bestseller book and with amazing actors and fantastic directors. So Yes, I'm really looking forward to this. All right. And I'm also in talks for, for another um, German production for next spring. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to look for you all over Netflix and Amazon Prime and all the other platforms that are out there. It's a great time really for actors and actresses because there are so many platforms that one can get you know work on, aren't there? You know, from Hulu to Netflix, Amazon. Peacock, you know, of course, I've had a subscription for all of these because you have to these days, but it's a very good time for actors and actresses, wouldn't you say? It's a good time, but on the other hand, competition got fierce because uh, self-tapes and e-castings now, you know, uh, your the whole world became your competitor, basically, and your rivals with everyone from uh, from all over the world. So... And it's also difficult for an actor to to set up the self tapes, you know, because you almost kind of have to own your studio today, uh, have the right lighting, the mic, the camera, editing, uploading. Um, it's something that uh, didn't exist before. It's 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 relatively new, but this is how you can book book the jobs, and you always have to be on standby and be ready because uh, the request comes in, the casting call comes in, and you have to shoot the next day. You never know when you're going to get a call to act against Brad Pitt the next morning, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. We have been speaking here with Andrea Osfart, a multi-talented lady. She's an actress, a former fashion model, a film producer. I want to wish you the best of luck in all the things that you're doing. Thank you, Robert. It's been a pleasure. And I wish you also best of luck with your podcast. And I'm going to continue listening to your very pleasant voice. Well, thank you so much. Now we're going to listen again to the song that I started off the episode with. It's my version of a song by the group Fish. It's called Free. I want to thank you all for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com. <laughs>